Today's broadcast is brought to you in part by Corporate Capital Direct. Listen, banks are not lending, and the online lenders may not tell you all you need to hear to make the right decision for your company needs. Get the inside edge for business financing. Whether you have capital needs for inventory, payroll, general operating expenses, or even to consolidate expensive debt or tax issues, Corporate Capital Direct can help you avoid common mistakes when seeking a capital solution for your business. Never upfront fees. Get the inside edge for your business financing needs. Call Corporate Capital Direct at 800-261-6478 or go to corpcapdirect.com. Again, call Corporate Capital Direct at 800-261-6478 or go to corpcapdirect.com. Welcome to Legal News and Review, recipient of the Florida Bar Award of Excellence and featuring Michael Santucci, co-chair of the Intellectual Property Division of the Broward Bar. From the law firm of Santucci Priori, practicing intellectual property, business and entertainment law and litigation, located in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Legal News and Review, the only real problem solver radio program using the law. With your moderator, Philip Bell. And hosts and legal panel attorney, Gary Singer, chair of the Broward County Bar Association's Real Property Section. Gary Singer is board certified in real estate law and a syndicated columnist from the Sun Sentinel. He is an expert in his field of practice. Now, here's your moderator, Philip Bell. On the docket for today's broadcast... We're very pleased to have the Honorable Judge Robert F. Diaz from the Florida 17th Judicial Circuit County Court, Broward County, and also is an adjunct professor with Nova Shepherd School of Law. And we left off on uh, Wednesday talking about the, the program called Street Law. And uh, first of all, before we uh, continue, I'd like to introduce and welcome our legal panel host. First of all, good afternoon, Gary Singer. What's going on there, Phil Billy? I'm telling you, it's a, always a day in paradise when you're around Gary. It's the truth. And then, of course, Gary Astro. Hey, Phil, good to be here. Sorry I was late, but I'm, time, I'm on time for this segment. So oh, I'll absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It'll be two demerits, sir. And, and certainly Michael Santushi, who's, uh, matter of fact, Michael, I, I guess you're, you're, you don't realize this, but you're celebrating your first year on Legal News and Review. Is it is about a year? Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you, and, and well, happy, happy Friday, everybody. Is that yeah. why you brought him that yeah. plaque? Yeah. I did. No, you didn't. Did I you? did. <laughs> Bring me a bottle of bourbon next year. There you <laughs> go, or this year. Um, you know, uh, first of all, uh, good afternoon, Judge. How you doing? You know, when we left off, one of the things I wanted to explain to the audience uh, about this program, which is a great program, an inspiration for students and an ability to make a difference in the community they, they live in. But if somebody wants more information or see how they can actually have a program like this at one of their schools, what is the best way for somebody to, to uh, uh, go about this? Well, the head of the social studies department of the Broward School Board, Ms. Louise Ball, is head of the whole department, so she always sends out emails. She invites me to a meeting of all the social studies teachers in mm -hmm. all the high schools and all the middle schools. It's two separate meetings. We usually have about 100 or 150 teachers at each one, and I pass out all the materials. I give them a little speech about hoping they'll uh, join my program, and sometimes it's word of mouth. I have a few student uh, teachers who work at private schools who know about the program and have participated, and they come in. All they have to do is call Ms. Ball, or they can call my office, and we'll give them all the information they want. 
Very good. And and the office number would be what? 954-831-7783. And I have the best judicial assistant in the courthouse. She is great. Denise, mm-hmm. I want to make honorable mention for Denise. We've I've known her for 25 years at least. She's been with you that long? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's Claire, actually. Where'd you get Denise? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Claire. And Denise is going to be pissed off at that. No, of course. Everyone knows. She's Denise. listening as we yeah. speak. Denise is awesome. yeah. Speaking of students, uh, I have to congratulate my niece, Francesca Santucci, who just got a scholarship to go to a, a private middle school that she's been wanting to go to for quite some time now. And I know she's listening today. Uh, uh, congratulations, Francesca. you got a lot of relatives. I'm telling you. I do. That the is, Italians. You know. It seems like every day there's another uh, family right? announcement. Yeah. yeah. I see that. I can't keep up. But, Judge, uh, and again, you are a judge. Yes. And you, are, uh, you practice within uh, the criminal courts. Uh, yes, sir. And those, those type of uh, cases that reach you, are, are some are very serious. I guess they range from what? There's a ba- battery cases where somebody gets in a fight with somebody or mm-hmm. – uh, DUI cases, which are always serious. Uh, we have a lot of resisting arrests without violence, which means that they either ran from the police officers or when the police officers went to handcuff them, they struggled with them, not hurting the police officer. Right. but and So they charged that's a misdemeanor. A lot of possession of cannabis cases and a lot of cases of trespass at nightclubs where the bouncers ask somebody to leave. They say no, so they call the police. And then when the police get there... The people say, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not leaving. And what are you going to do? Take me to jail. And police officers <laughs> are more than happy to take them up on that and take them to jail. Well, off, off, <laughs> off here, you related to an interesting story that, that had to do about um, potential battery and uh, a motorcyclist. Oh, you want oh, yeah. I want our audience to hear this. Uh, we're setting you up, Gary Astro. Well, <laughs> one day uh, I was with my wife and daughter. We were pulling in to go to Big Louie's Pizza on the curve on Sunrise Boulevard. And it was a guy on a motorcycle, and it was a guy on the back. And he kind of cut me off. Right? It wasn't his girlfriend. Let <laughs> 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 the guy tell his freaking story. He, no, wait, wait, he, he, the <laughs> motorcycle kind of cut me off, and I beeped at him. So we parked, and they happened to be going in the same thing. And I, I didn't really think about it till we got out of the car, and it was a big motorcycle guy with a leather jacket walking towards me. Uh-oh. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's the guy that I just beeped at, and I'm with my wife and daughter, and I will have to stand up for them if I have to. <laughs> and then behind them was Gary Ostrow. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I have no <laughs> recollection of, this, of these Bob Diaz stories. Do, that are completely does anybody <laughs> know why he has no recollection? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Could be cannabis, but Gary, what is the expression when you're riding the second on a motorcycle? What do they call I, that? I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, when the you're in the back seat on a motorcycle, is, is, is baseless and has no merit whatsoever. Who else but denies, I, I, denies, denies? Who they else? They call does? it riding That's something, right? right? I mean, our it's the first time I've ever heard that story. Denies, I've never denies. even heard that story before. <laughs> the good news is it was him, so the guy wasn't mad at me. <laughs> That's right. But <laughs> when it comes so to ga- Gary, Gary saved your butt. Did your friend ever let you drive? Careful with those metaphors, Mike. <laughs> Gary, did your friend ever let you drive the motorcycle? 
You know what? This is. Uh, I'll have to give you a blow-by-blow blow description. No, no, there. please don't I, give me a blow-by-blow blow anything. Okay, I'm happy to do it. But Gary Ostro, you've been practicing as a criminal law attorney. A lot of things, but never that. I just want to know if he let you drive the motorcycle eventually. I'm going to have to. Gary Ostro, you've been practicing as a criminal law attorney now for over 30 years. Two more years than Bob. He was 84. I was 82. And you've had well over 500 uh, trials. Yeah, but well, he's Bob a judge. will probably challenge that. We'll, he'll break out his calculator any second. He's doing the math in his head. <laughs> but, but I know he is. It's gone to 500, Gary? It, it's, it, has to, it, it used to be 300. It can't, well, it's going to go <laughs> up, isn't it? <laughs> Bob, it's not going to go down. It was last year I talked no, to you. No, it was for years <laughs> we've been talking about how we used to compete back in the day, about how, you know how many cases did you try versus right. me. and. Then once he took the bench, it became a non-issue anymore. So yeah, Bob, when you since you took the bench, I have had X number of trials. I haven't been counting, you know, but I'd say five hundred motorcycle doesn't care as a trial. He loves I'm that sure it is a trial. He loves well, that motorcycle <laughs> fable. He loves that fable. And I'm not going to argue with a guy who rides on the back of the <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you, if you recall, Gary, me up, next you, time I'm going to be on time, Phil. I promise. <laughs> Gary, when you joined our program, you actually uh, were on for a segment regarding. DUI. He was on the back. And <laughs> order in the court. I'm not, I'll never live this down. Right. Total bolster. But DUI laws and penalties, uh, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm a driver legally, um, I don't think they're strong enough because people still drink and drive. Well, first of all, I'm glad you put it that way because, as Mr. Diaz will tell you, Judge Diaz will tell you, and every jury I pick, I talk to them about drinking and then driving is not only legal it's consistent with complete law-abiding behavior well actually you said no you said it. no you no said you said you said that uh if it was illegal then bars and restaurants right. wouldn't have parking lots right so you're using True. this term that yeah. and i use it to acclimate jurors somebody who's driving home from a bar or a restaurant having had dinner and or a glass of wine or two or a beer or two or three walking a college game i mean we're all here who drink, consumes alcohol i don't but those of us who do, right. you're going to have the odor of alcohol in your breath when you're driving your car. And guess what? That in itself is entirely law-abiding behavior. And I have, as Bob did when he tried DUI cases, I have a lot of fun with that in trial because the state often wants to make a big deal out of the odor of alcohol, which doesn't tell them how much beer was consumed, what type of alcohol was consumed, or when it was consumed. So all it tells them is they consumed alcohol. So what? So, so let's, let's, I'm waiting no, for the, good point. the. I'm waiting for the, the meat. Where's it's the meat? A good point. Back, back to my family. I had some uncles that would wake up smelling like alcohol. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> from, the, from the night before. They're no, not Gary, even. it's a very good point, Judge. Yes. Was he wearing chaps? <laughs> oh my <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> He's killing me. Killing me. <laughs> Brutal. You know, this may be Probably. the last judge we Probably. have on the program <laughs> after that comment, Gary. <laughs> but, these, uh, but getting back to the topic, <laughs> DUI. Go ahead, Gary Astro. So anyway, we would and Bob used to use the same techniques when he tried cases. Uh, we'd have fun with these cops because the first thing I observed the odor of alcohol on their breath. The standard uh, operating procedure for an arresting officer in a DUI. They're always going to tell you that. But interesting, there's cases where they would make that uh, that report and then they'd blow. The, the defendant would blow zeros. And when you blow zeros after getting arrested for DUI, you probably have a case for false arrest against the department and the officer and the municipality because you have evidence that there has been no alcohol consumption. If you blow zeros on an intoxilizer, there is no alcohol in your system. So that happens on occasion, and officers then might amend their police reports. But there are occasions where I'm sure the judge saw cases where the officer alleged the odor, but the, the, the defendant blew and we blow zero, so there's the evidence would suggest not only that 
they're not impaired, but there was no alcohol consumed whatsoever. The point is, and I'm getting off track, is that simply the consumption of alcohol and then driving a motor vehicle in itself means nothing. Then you have the, the, the officer testifying, well, the vehicle was speeding. That's why I pulled him over. Well, the next issue you want to uh, approach on cross is, isn't it more difficult to uh, control a speeding vehicle than one that's being driven within the speed limit? Because of all you saw when you observed my client's vehicle was him exceeding the speed limit. Tell us how many times he didn't fail you to maintain a single lane or other traffic control devices that he approached that he followed. He stopped at a red light. He accelerated the way you would normally if you're not impaired how many turns he made that weren't reported in the report because everything about that driving pattern would have been normal other than the speed. Right. Mm -hmm. But you don't hear about those other things that could be a 10-minute cross, 15-minute cross exam on a cop about the driving pattern that was nothing about it was suggesting yeah. impairment. But, but they'll just they'll just focus on the negative in a police report. That's why cross-examination is so important to a DUI. Judge, and he does it the best. He does do cross-exam the best. I okay. got I, I've, you, I've seen him cross-examine police officers, and it, he, he's masterful, really. I want to see what he's As much as we after. break his chops, he, he's very <laughs> skilled. Why wait? Yeah. Why do I have to wait? Judge, for alcohol, we have breathalyzers and the field sobriety tests also for, um, like, driving under the influence of, uh, of marijuana. We have a lot of people that are going to be carrying around uh, medical marijuana cards soon. Um, what what uh, tools are there out there to detect intoxication uh, or someone that's under the influence? Well, they can give the them a urine test, but the on, issue... On the spot, though? Well, how how do you do down, it at the... You've got to take them down. They take them down to the station. <clears throat> if they take their alcohol and they find none, they then sometimes say their pupils were dilated, so mm -hmm. they give them a, a drug test. They give them a urine test. Uh, it comes back and it says it has marijuana in it, mm -hmm. cannabinoids. And the problem is, is that could have been from 30 days before. When they mm. smoke, it stays oh, wow. in your system for 30 yep. days. So those kind of cases are very hard for the state to mm. prove. In fact, I haven't really seen one in probably three years. I don't even think mm. they charge. I haven't seen in, in a long time, maybe in my career, I don't think I've ever seen a, a driving under the influence of marijuana. Really? It's in hard. Broward County. <laughs> I've had one where the guy was charged with DUI with alcohol and weed, and they had the toxicology, mm. the urine, and the testimony about his impairment from alcohol, both. But the urine, a good cross-examination will destroy urine because of what uh, the judge suggested. It doesn't tell you but the, the levels. Yeah. All it the, says probable is the, cause, the probable cause for the arrest would still be the officer's opinion based on how they perform the tests but, and possibly pupils, yes, but, like Judge but said. they also right. have DREs. They have drug recognition experts, uh -huh. and I'm using that term loosely, that are officers that have been Roadside? trained. Roadside? Yeah. yeah, in wow. detecting uh, other impairing drugs like uh, opiates or cannabis mm -hmm. or... Um, methamphetamine and mm -hmm. pupil dilation. You know, I had a case in Palm Beach where my guy, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, I did a toxicology on him. It was positive for eight or nine different narcotics, some legal, some not by prescription. So I said to the state, what are you going to do? Because as Judge Diaz will tell you, they have to allege w upon what drug they were impaired by. <laughs> you can't just allege impairment. You got to prove what they were impaired by. So they had a problem. My guy was positive for cocaine, <laughs> marijuana, methamphetamine, um, Caprosocal, which is uh, a muscle relaxer, also known as Soma. There were six or seven different positive uh, on the forensic toxicology results um, items in his, in his system. That's problematic for the state because what are they going to do? They're not going to say at the same time, my guy's exhibiting, uh, uh, exhibiting uh, symptoms of impairment from a downer, a benzo, and at the same time an amphetamine. Wow, that's my a guy, tough predicament it, for, for, for the prosecutor. state. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Yet, 
a lot of lawyers would look at that and say, my guy's going down because there's so many positives on this on this urine. So really, it's a defense tactic that would actually work. You know, I got to interrupt. We're going to do a quick station identification and take a quick break. You're listening to Legal News and Review on 96.9, 103.9, a.m. And I want to welcome our national listeners on iHeart, TuneIn, and iRadio Now. And we're speaking with the Honorable Judge Robert Diaz from the 17th Judicial Circuit County Court, Broward County. And we're talking about DUI and the penalties that, uh, uh, you know, are actually very unique from each uh, county, from Miami to Miami-Dade, excuse me, Broward, and even Palm Beach. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the differences in, in DUI and the penalties and what those breathalyzers test, uh, breathalyzer, I guess, uh, actually mean. And we're going to be right back. Today's broadcast is brought to you in part by Corporate Capital Direct. Listen, banks are not lending, and the online lenders may not tell you all you need to hear to make the right decision for your company needs. Get the inside edge for business financing. Whether you have capital needs for inventory, payroll, general operating expenses, or even to consolidate expensive debt or tax issues, Corporate Capital Direct can help you avoid common mistakes when seeking a capital solution for your business. Never upfront fees. Get the inside edge for your business financing needs. Call Corporate Capital Direct at 800-261-6478 or go to corpcapdirect.com. Again, call Corporate Capital Direct at 800-261-6478 or go to corpcapdirect.com. Welcome back to Legal News and Review. Recipients of the Award of Excellence from the Florida Bar, featuring Michael Santucci of the law firm Santucci Priori, practicing intellectual property, business, and entertainment law and litigation, located in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Reach them at 500law.com or 954-351-7474. To contact the legal panel hosts and guests, go online to belegalbuzz.com. Once again, here's your moderator, Philip Bell. (laughs) I had any idea this was going to happen. I would have been permanently late tonight. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, this is Gary Singer standing in for Phil Bell. Phil had a Phil Ball, so everyone take a drink. There you go. That's right. Gary Singer standing in for Phil Bell. Um, You know, we were talking a little earlier about how technology has changed DUIs. And with the advent of ride-sharing services, it's my understanding a lot of DUI lawyers are hurting for work. Judge, what are your thoughts on ride-sharing when it comes to DUIs? Why do you say DUI? It rhymes with kiwi. DUI. DUI. I've never heard someone say dewey. He's just I've that lazy. Seen, I've never <laughs> heard anyone say dewey. A new phrase that'll be never be. Yeah. Who doesn't <laughs> call deweys? No one calls it deweys. Regardless, no. DUI. Go ahead, Gary. Every time I got charged, a cop was like, "That's a dewey, dude. You're going down." <laughs> in your hey. personal history, criminal history. It's dewey. Okay. Well, we used to do bewees when I was in the Coast Guard, boating while. Just for edification, so Gary Singer's joking around. He doesn't doesn't drink and drive, but go ahead, Gary. I didn't say I drink and Which drive. Which is not illegal. <laughs> Actually, well, wait, let's get technical. You can't have an open container of alcohol in the vehicle there while you you're driving. That you know, I'm the only person at the table who was a law enforcement person, so you can all wow. kiss my that, uh, <laughs> On that note, Judge, because every you have nothing but respect for all judges, how has ride-sharing services and technology changed the driving under the influence? I believe the statistics show that DUIs are down, but... I don't know how true those statistics are. Well, I could attest to that. 
terms of my practice. I hear from a lot <laughs> of criminal defense attorneys that they're hurting for driving. Uh, that is not nothing like it used to be for me. You know, if somebody else is getting the cases, it ain't me. I don't know who it Are is. Are you still seeing you know? as many of them? I think so, but when I look at my numbers, if I really take them and look at them, it's, it's dropped. Well, well that the brings DUIs. up a good point because um, I can tell you that 80% my experiences for the last 25 years, 80% of the county criminal docket, the county criminal docket is DUIs, right? Really? I just look at my 80%, monthly. Wow. I think it is. My Maybe monthly case count, I still have 200 DUIs in my division all the time. <laughs> Which but I, I don't know if but it goes up or but, down. But, but I that lends have. itself to because you probably have mostly domestics or that goes to that special division. Right. But you have the domestic violence cases or possession of marijuana, the batteries. The if weed was legal and there were no DUIs, Judge Diaz would probably be out of a job. But if someone's right? liquored up, I mean, why don't they I just grab an Uber? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, out of a job as a judge, but you'd be my partner. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sure. make any sense. You know, I mean, if you're liquored up, just grab an Uber. Well, I actually have an idea about that. Let's hear. Um, there was a judge in Ohio recently who started having defendants who were placed on probation for driving under the influence to download the Uber app to their phone in court. Is that a part of their sentence or pretrial release conditions or neither? Or just a suggestion by the court? The newspaper story didn't really say whether he ordered it or not, so I don't know. So Are I had you going to order it? I don't know because my interns wrote uh, – legal memorandum on it and i haven't had a chance to read it yet what's your gut that that memorandum is going to say what my gut is that i'll be able to not make it a condition of probation but i'll ask them to download it while they're in the courtroom but they would have to do uber lyft and yellow cab because i can't send them to one you company can't favor one so they will be all three of the ones that are available in broward county and i'm hoping that when they put it on there i can't tell them they have to use it but i'm hoping that if they have it maybe somewhere someone won't drive under the influence when they have a yeah. chance to and use that app. And I, u- this is Michael Santucci. I use those services a lot, and not really, really related to drinking back, so much, man. but so I could work in the car and I can avoid texting and driving, which is very tempting for a lot of busy people. Um, they're about the same price now. Lou, uh, um, Uber and Lyft. They're they're about comparable now. Uber used to be a lot cheaper. Uh, the price of Uber just went up. So maybe people should start using Lyft and. You know, get those prices well, Mike, back down. Mike just <laughs> bought a huge piece of stock in Lyft. There you go. So we we <laughs> but, know where he's coming from. But recently, Tiger Woods had an issue <laughs> driving and impaired. Uh, but they found him, I, I guess, with keys in the ignition. And now cars, especially like the Tesla, as as an example, they don't have keys. They just use a, a button. It's still the issue is actual physical control. The keys are irrelevant. As, as Judge Diaz will tell you, the element of DUI is actual physical control. So it's just a matter of if you can control the vehicle and the vehicle is drivable, then you're in actual physical control. The keys. So the car, fact, could, be a, the car, the car, could, car could be off. The car could be off. Person could be sleeping of in the parking lot. Of course, could be off. Yes. I had a case. Yep. It might have been in front of uh, you. You did. I had a case where my client trashed his keys. He threw his keys into the woods. He was on the side of 95 or something like that, and he threw his keys like 30 yards into the woods. They couldn't find the keys, and the argument was, and it was successful, that the car wasn't drivable. He mm. didn't have the ability to control the vehicle, and uh, him, that was a brilliant move by the guy who, uh, he, who, who <laughs> did not get convicted for DUI. But Judge Diaz... And he blew like a 2-4. Yeah, it was a very high-breath case, and he didn't <laughs> oh, have you remember. on him. And he cursed the cop out oh, yeah. over and over and over. And over. But he spent a year and a half on the littering. Cop, all on video, all memorialized on video, but because of that technicality... Although you can call it a technicality, but it's an element of the DUI offense. First is actual physical control. 
The second element is under the influence well, of alcohol. And the third is to the extent your normal faculties are impaired. You can be trashed on the side of the road. And this is a case, one of the first DUI cases I tried in my career. My client was on video. She was a transgender. And this was back in the 80s. So it was very, very unusual to say the least. She was a man uh, that had been uh, sex changed into a woman. But she was so trashed on the video that the state alleged she was impaired by alcohol. It turned out she was high on benzodiazepams and she was acquitted. I don't remember if it was a directed right. verdict in front of um, Zach, Bob Zach, your buddy. You're still friends with Zach, yes. right? Real, He's probably real listening right now, right? I haven't told him about <laughs> it. Well, well, <laughs> okay. Depending how this ends, we don't know if he will. Right, right. But why is it, Gary, that if you get a DUI in Miami-Dade, Broward, or the Palm Beaches, it's different? Well, because because Miami and Palm Beach have diversion. Broward County doesn't have diversion, meaning on a first offense, you can go through a program and avoid being charged formally or convicted of DUI mm -hmm. and get a reckless driving, which Judge Diaz will tell you is a standard breakdown in Broward County. If they're going to break a case down on a plea offer, they'll offer a reckless driving with all the conditions of a DUI if they think they have a weak case or a witness problem. Well, you know, Judge, I understand that you're running again in 2019. I hope you do. Thank you. I think yeah. he forgot that he was up again in 2019 until you just reminded him. No? Yeah, we That's always in your head? We certainly like to no. support you. Uh, <laughs> who would run against this guy? You know? <laughs> who in Seriously. their right mind? They always look for the weak link on the bench, and it's not, it's not this one. Well, it was a long time not. where no one would run against an incumbent in Broward, but uh, well, those that days are over. And, you, and when you did, you got blacklisted, too. Yep, those days are over. Well, I think we're out of time, Phil. We are. We've been okay. speaking with the Honorable Judge Robert Diaz, and Robert Diaz, uh, Judge Diaz, is from the Florida 17th Judicial. Circuit County Court in Broward County. That's a mouthful. And also an adjunct professor uh, with Nova Shepherd Broad School of Law. And it's been a real privilege and a pleasure to have you come on. And certainly you have an open seat on any issue that you think is important. For I just want to say up. one thing because I, I want Bob to be recognized for his, uh, his um, talents as a trial lawyer, not just as a judge, because he was one of the most outstanding trial lawyers and tried cases like a maniac. So I think that needs to be known. A lot yeah. of people don't know that about him prior to taking the bench as a public defender for Broward County. Thank you, Gary. Well, on that note, Judge, I want to thank you. I want to thank my fellow host. And, of course, I want to thank more than anyone else, our listeners. Wish you all a happy Friday. And, as always, folks, be legal. You've been listening to the award-winning legal news and review, recognized by the Florida Bar's Award of Excellence. Legal News and Review, featuring Michael Santucci from the law firm of Santucci Priori, located in downtown Fort Lauderdale, and practicing intellectual property, business, and entertainment law and litigation. They can be reached at 500law.com or at 954-351-7474. To contact the legal panel hosts and guests, go to BeLegalBuzz.com. And to reach Gary Singer, board-certified real estate and syndicated columnist, appearing in 400 media outlets, including the front page of the Money section every Monday in the Sun Sentinel, from the law firm of Gary M. Singer, PA, call 954-851-1448. For legal news and review, remember, be legal.